Welcome to Girl Gang, the podcast. I'm your host, Amy Will, and the founder of Girl Gang. This podcast is brought to you by GirlGangTheLabel.com. Read our online magazine, The Edit, for interviews with female creatives, plus tips, tools, and rituals to level up your own career. Shop our line of merchandise, including our signature Support Your Local Girl Gang collection. For every item sold, we team up with a charity to support women's education, health, and empowerment. Shop today and use code GIRLGANG to receive 20% off at GirlGangTheLabel.com. Show us your listening by tagging us on Instagram at Girl Gang the Label. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Caroline DeMore, aka The Pizza Girl, and my company is Pizza Girl Organic Pasta Sauce. And you're listening to Girl Gang the Podcast. So if you can take us through like a brief rundown of where you came to be before you started Pizza Girl and all the avenues you went into. Yeah. So I mean, I grew up in LA and I feel like when you grow up in Los Angeles, you end up just in, in you're an artist in your heart, then you're going to try a few different avenues of art. So I definitely like fell into the acting at a very young age. Um, I did a couple horrible, um, silly films, um, and a couple, you know, fun, decent ones. I did sorority row with, um, Audrina Patridge and, um, Jamie Chung. And, and I got to work with, um, Carrie Fisher, who I just, you know, that was so incredible. And um, surprisingly, I still have some funny, like, horror fans from that movie um, that hit me up every now and then. They're like, I love that movie. Where's the sequel? So I did a few different things. And then I dove into, um, I was actually quite the party girl, which is hard for me to not admit because you can literally just Google my name and see me, like, you know, wasted dancing on tables at a young age. So I. <laughs> I actually turned that life into um, into a music career because I was always the first one on the dance floor. And then I just remember seeing like DJ AM one night and I was like, oh my God, he's incredible. He's literally like changed my mood. He made me dance. He made me happy. Um, and I wanted to do that for other people. So I found myself like... <laughs> no longer dancing on tables and like sneaking in the DJ booth and kind of like actually, um, paying attention to something. And I found it really, really fascinating. So, um, I, as an actress took a gig, um, a director called me and he was like, Hey, do you know any female DJs for this live show I'm doing at the L Ray theater? Fully lied, you know, fake it till you make it. Sometimes <laughs> I was like, I'm a DJ. And I really just was like in love with the idea of it. And um, he was like, you're hired. And I was like, holy smokes. Um, I actually called up AM and I was like, hey, so this is what I did. And he was like, you idiot. Okay, <laughs> come on over. And, you know, I took every dollar I had and I dropped it on brand new Pioneer CDJs and a new DJM 900 mixer. And um, he taught me, you know, a little bit here and there what I needed to know. Uh, I downloaded Rekordbox. I, you know, I, I did it. And I immediately from that gig got like a headlining spot at one of the biggest clubs in LA. And then all of a sudden I'm being snuck in through the kitchen cause I'm still underage and I'm DJing <laughs> Joseph's I'm DJing, you know, I was there DJing the night Britney Spears and Justin had their big dance off and they were like breaking up and I'm the DJ. It was just so funny how it, like literally flew. Cause there was very few female DJs at that time. Um, very few, I think three that people knew of. And, um, it was a weird world. It was like, I definitely was bullied a lot when it came to like the male DJs. There were a few male DJs that were like sweet and loving and, and, you know, 
empowering to other DJs. AM was one of those, but then a lot of them were just like aggro and just kind of like that tough, like DJ attitude was actually like before the house, like revolution of like being kind and loving. There was just like a kind of like a, just a mean world of it. And I actually let somebody bully me out of a gig one time because he was hitting me up on Twitter saying like, how dare you like think you're good enough to take the, these gigs like da, 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 da. And I actually was so insecure that I backed out of it. I never forgot that because how dare I let somebody, you know, make me feel so poorly about myself that I would literally bail on tons of fans that wanted to see me um, because they made me feel so insecure. So I ended up getting stronger, um, actually taking a lot of that guy's jobs, <laughs> yes. which pissed him off even more. And then I got signed to his agent, um, uh, Sujit Kundu at Scam Artist. You know, he was one of the first to really take a chance on me. I immediately got a huge residency at the Hard Rock at the time that was like really, really huge for a female DJ. I had billboards. I was doing the rehab pool parties, body English, like everything. And, um, I got a rec- I got two record deals, one with Sony in Japan, one with Universal Republic in Casablanca. And I started producing and it was incredible. Um, it was a whirlwind. Like I was, you know, in China for the Olympics for the whole month, de- DJing all the Olympics parties. I like I was in Japan every other weekend. Um, I had to fly to the Philippines for 24 hours. I was standing on the pyramids in Egypt thanks to DJing so it really was something funny because you guys my last completed grade in school was ninth grade (laughs) ninth grade and then I started DJing and I remember I went to school one day and I was like "Mm, this isn't for me and I like did a UE walked out and I was like well DJing two nights a week I was making enough to pay for my own apartment um you know and then I had all these other days off to like get creative and um it just became something that I fell in love with But with that also came a dark side of drugs and alcohol, and um, it really affected me and took me down. Um, So I needed to find something else. And I have these dinners with my agent, and he will tell you flat out, like, DJing does have a time frame. It has, like, a life expectancy. A lot of my friends who did it really huge, they're either sober or they're dead, unfortunately. And it it's one of those rock star lifestyles that um, I couldn't maintain at that level and still be healthy. Um, and then I got married. I have my beautiful daughter. I was still, she was three months old, and that's when I had to fly to the Philippines, you know, for 24 hours. And, you know, my breasts are exploding because I need to breastfeed, and I can't. And it was really hard. So... I just knew that there was, I was looking for something a little bit more stable, um, something that wasn't going to keep me up until four in the morning. And then I come home and my daughter's up at 536 and I have to be their mother. And I did the best that I could, but it was really starting to weigh on me and get difficult. Luckily, I created such a name in the DJ community that I can now do and work when and as long as I want to. Um... So I'm doing more like fashion events and things that are really calling out to me. Like I just, um, I just did the Sunset Strip Music Festival event, um, opening for like Dave Navarro and Courtney Love and all these people that I've always looked up to. So, um, I opened with Jason Bentley, just, just really cool people that I, um, and cool events that I 
want to be a part of. I'm being more choosy in that way and it's really special, but I also have always been, um, I've had this cooking and food side of me that I can't escape. Um, I grew up in the Demores pizza family and in Los Angeles, that's a very well-known pizza, pizza place. Um, so when I was little, everybody was like, Oh, the pizza girl, the pizza girl. And I hated it. You guys, like, that's literally why I wanted to do nothing of the sort and just be a DJ and be like, I'm a rebel and I'm not the pizza girl. (laughs) Um, but then like my world started colliding in weird ways. Like I would, I played the show, um, not too long ago, opening for uh, Diplo, and there were people with signs that said Pizza Girl. So I was like, okay, so like, there's just no way I can get away from this. Um, and then when I wanted to, you know, provide healthy food for my daughter, you know, you look at any of the sauces um, on the shelves, and they're so high in sodium. That's really dangerous for children under 12 months. Um, and they're just just flooded with preservatives. And I wanted to create something in, in that space that hadn't been done before. Um, there's a very few organic options and there's also, they lack flavor. Um, they lack inspiration, like every single like label and, and vibe in that space is very masculine meets like great grandma in the kitchen. You know, it, to me, it says like, the man is going to create this and bring it home to the woman to cook it in the kitchen for him. Do you know what I mean? So I really wanted to just do something and shake up. So many people told me like, don't mess with that space. It's very old school. Like it's going to be, you know, really hard to like do something different. And I just didn't care what they said. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I I literally made these like these labels and I went into an Erewhon and I put them on the shelves like, just to see what they looked like and they literally popped off off the shelves because everything is like oranges and greens and they're very traditional Italian looking with like the flag and just super boring and it's interesting that they've never done this in the sauce space yet because they've done it in the you know um black brook type coffees where the labels are interesting in the wine world sometimes you buy a wine just because the label is so cool and then if it's good you'll go back and buy it again um So, yeah, I mean, Pizza Girl is something that will expand. Um, Right now, I'm just focusing on the sauces and making sure that I don't grow too fast um, for what I'm capable of. And it's crazy. I walked into Erwan and I said, who do I have to talk to? Who's going to try my sauce? And immediately, this woman, Vicky Osana, she was like, I'm going to try this. You're hilarious. Um, (laughs) And she was really blown away. And she was like, okay, we're going to do this. You know, all five locations. And um, I did the same thing at Bristol Farms. And they were like, wow, here you go, 17 locations. And I was like, holy shit, that's happening really fast. And then I just launched all of the Gelson's supermarkets. I have all of the like high-end one-offs right now. Like, you know, um, Jensen's and Follow Your Heart and um, Jade's Market and all these amazing markets that have been giving me a chance here. And um, we just launched on Amazon, which is really crazy. Um, and next up, we just got the global confirmation for Whole Foods. Oh my God. We are going to try to just start with the local route. They see how you do and then they just gradually give you more and more locations. And that's really great for me right now. We have zero investors. I have done every aspect of this business myself. 
I am just starting to meet with some really cool investors that are very interested um, in Pizza Girl and the brand and expanding the brand from here. Um, I have so many plans to not only expand on the sauce line, but then dive into, you know, the frozen food space and um, the pasta noodle space and just continue to grow the brand. I'm the Martha freaking Stewart (laughs) of Italian, you know, pasta products and just bringing something new and fresh and delicious and organic to everybody. Yes. So, Oh my gosh. So exciting. I have, so a lot of people, I mean, getting into all those stores, that is the dream, but to scale efficiently is one of the most difficult things. Can you give a, our listeners some insight on how, I mean, how you're doing this, you're going and these people are saying yes. And then all of a sudden you have to be in all these locations and especially being self-funded. Did you, um, put together projections ahead of time and set up inventory or is it more of an on-demand thing? And each day you're just like, okay, we're in this one. Let's go. Yeah. So I did find out that when you have a startup company and it starts to move really fast, you end up just trying to keep up (laughs) and you're like almost like chasing your tail. And I did have, I'm not going to, um, deny that I did have a really big, um, issue that came about and the sauce didn't taste the same. And, um, I had to recall a lot of it It had nothing to do with anything like health wise or anything like that. But I just opened a jar and I was like, this isn't my sauce. And I went to the factory and I was like, what's going on? And I found out that they completely changed my process behind my back. This is startup company woes. And you really just need to, what happened to me was I, I was like, is my career over? It just started like first impression is everything. Um, how did I not live at the factory and taste every single batch that went out? Um, and since then I have been living at the factory. Literally I'm there every single morning tasting every single batch. I learned the biggest lesson because nobody is going to care about your product as much as you do. And I really thought because we had already done, you know, over 10,000 jars that were perfect, why wouldn't the next 10,000 jars be as perfect? I was just really scared because I care so much about this and I care so much about um, the first impression and every impression there thereafter. Um, I have plans to like make sure that I'm never using a different method, which means that I have to go find several facilities across the country that can do this old school process to bring this much flavor to a jar of sauce without any, you know, added, you know, sugar or um, preservatives. So when it starts to move really fast, don't think everything's going to be great because it's just really scary. You just have to really just be a boss and be a CEO and figure out how you're going to, you're, oh, it's problem solving. You know, don't think you're not going to get faced with some major problem, but don't give up either. Because if in my entire sauce career, you know, 400 jars didn't taste amazing. Um, I, I think that's a story for me to draw from. Um, and that is something that I've really learned from, and I will never let a batch go out without being completely, completely confident, um, that it is my flavor that I developed. Thank you for being like one of the female warriors out there and putting your foot down and being there, like tasting the batch. Um, And I hope especially people that want to be in the culinary space, that's a very big lesson, like small batch to large batch, you and the control, you have to be involved in the process. There's no just like kicking your feet up, made it. Everyone's going to do it now at every growth stage. You have to be involved. So it's so cool to see you doing that. 
Thank you so much for saying that. I actually just got the chills. It's one of the most important lessons and definitely a focal point on why we're doing this because not everyone has um, friends or people to look up to that are willing to share that. So yeah, thank you so much. And Nail, like, yeah, I would love to learn more just this dedication to the, you know, the making the quality product in the Italian food space. Um, Where did that come to be growing up because you're having pizza all the time and I'm sure like all this amazing food was the health aspect was that through something that you personally went through or just seeing on the market that there's not something available and wanting to create that yeah I mean you hit it on the nose I mean when you make pasta sauce at home you know you're not adding a ton of sugar you're not adding you know get a good crop of tomatoes I don't know why people um, are so into the bottom line that they forget about quality. And, um, I just really wanted to bring something that's truly healthy, that you feel good feeding your children. Um, and that, you know, college kids and, you know, people that want to eat something that's easy and fast and, you know, people really do millennials, everybody cares what they're putting in their body now, you know? So, um, I definitely, it just meant a lot to me to like, know that I would want to feed this to, somebody who was a child, somebody who, you know, was possibly, you know, ill or somebody like, just know that it's the purest form of food in a jar that you can get, you Mm -hmm. know? And I, I don't want to do anything, um, that would, you know, hurt the environment. I don't want to do anything that's going to hurt. I, 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 it's just, what's the point at at this stage in the game? So it just meant a lot to me. And yeah, my grandmother's, my grandmother cooked the most amazing pasta sauce at all. Like our Thanksgivings were red sauce. Like it was like a red sauce with like. Money is all around us. And we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it? And what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. This like meat that my dad always said like fell off the bone. I forget what she called it. Like a, I, I, I forget what it was and it was the most incredible thing ever. So it was, it's just in my blood. Like my daughter, my four-year-old, her favorite food, you guys, is tomatoes. Oh my God. I'm like, amazing. Okay, so clearly it's just like in our blood, you know? Like what four-year-old's favorite food is tomatoes? Like popping cherry tomatoes, like candy. You had talked a little bit about um, transitioning in, you know, the like full-time DJing career, um, a big driver of that, spend more time with your daughter, have a better balanced life. Now that you're doing this, I mean, you're still super busy. So can you take us into some insight on um, kind of how to keep your feet on the ground, feet on the ground and what's helped you create that balance and, you know, be balance the motherhood, which is a full-time job and you're in this factory every day and building this empire. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are like, how, how could you even, you know, properly spend time with your daughter when you're this busy and traveling? And I'm really fortunate that her father is amazing. Um, he is a really dedicated father who, um, 
stays home with her a lot. So I am really lucky in that aspect. But um, I've now been really good at organizing my time. I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm making sure that I get my meditation in so that my headspace is, you know, in the right place um, to balance all of these things. I think meditation and honestly therapy is really, really important for everyone um, because you start to kind of lose yourself in the business. You lose yourself. I need to get off Instagram. It is a sickness. So for me, like, I don't want to be like looking at my Instagram when I'm with my daughter. Um, so I make sure that I wake up super early. She's at school. I get it all done. And then I, when I'm with her, my time with her is just about me and her. So I come up with fun things where I'm not going to use my phone. You know, when I leave here, we're going to, I'm setting up a big pumpkin carving, you know, stage set up at home so that we can have, um, just some fun together. And I think it's just really about like planning ahead and, planning out your your time and then when you are with the ones you love don't be on your phone um because that's all they see and they're going to remember that and I'm really not one to talk I'm just now like trying to make sure that I that I can put my phone away luckily I have an assistant who is really helpful in that world where she knows when it's my time with my daughter like she's answering and keeping things moving so I do think when you have a company you need to find somebody who um who's got your back (laughs) for sure. Um, but yeah, that's really, it's really just a balance and making sure that I'm focused on whatever is right in front of me, not with all these thoughts in the back of my head. So we're definitely going to show photos of everything, but your branding is so beautiful. Um, how did you bring that together? Did you, um, work with a branding agency? What was like the mood board process? Like if you can kind of take us through that, because a lot of people want to make, I mean, even making a logo can stop people from creating their own brand. So if you can kind of walk us through the steps of making this beautiful packaging that you did. 100%. So it's funny. I started with a company and what they do is they, they, put to, you, you, you have the concept in your head and then like they help you through, you know, and, and have this product for you at the end of it. I wasted so much money on that company. So I won't <laughs> name names. Um, because I guess it's kind of good to have like a starting point or like a skeleton, um, and have somebody kind of like help you. But I, literally turned down every single label that not only this company did, but that like other people brought to me and everybody had an opinion. And something I learned in businesses in my past is that when you let all these ideas come in, it ruins your vision. Um, so for me, everybody was like, well, I don't think this looks right. I don't think this looks like a real label. You know, it's kind of like, you know, um, it's too different, you know, it's too, um, random and like homemade looking. Um, and now that's actually what's working for me. The amount of, uh, there's somebody very close in my life who literally was like, this is not a label for a sauce jar and brought me like 10 other label ideas. And now I'm just kind of like giggling because I'm like, well, this is what everybody loves. You know, this is what everybody keeps talking about, how cute it is. Um, it's actually, my friend came over, he took a photograph of me sitting on the floor and then redrew, and I was eating the pizza like this, and then like kind of redrew it. And sure, it kind of reminds me of, you know, smoking a joint and like being on a cloud and just being like super happy, but like she's eating a slice of pizza, you know? But it also gives her that euphoria of like, you know, just being um, 
one with, you know, herself and, and the universe. And that's kind of like where it came from. And I just wanted to keep it super me, mm-hmm. you know, because then if you don't and then you lose yourself, I'm sure, listen, I'm not against brands evolving. Like if you look at the original Starbucks drawing, it's a full on mermaid with like, you know, detailed lines everywhere. And, um, it now you literally know what it is and you just see that like random kind of like outline of what might've been a mermaid or starfish, you know, but it's, it's, it's about evolving. So I know that this will evolve, but I wanted to start with um, what truly like I felt, mm-hmm. you know, so a branding company definitely didn't do this. And everybody told me not to make it look like this. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so good to hear. Cause I think too, especially when people don't have budgets for that. And that's like definitely a common thing. That's why I wanted to ask because it is so beautiful. And just to prove like you mm-hmm. can do it yourself, like bring your friend over, have them draw you like stay this at the end of the day, this is your product. So if yeah. you're serving it for truly you, you're going to garnish a more authentic community mm-hmm. and even better. So if it's successful and you get it in stores, but, um, especially people that if you start it as like a creative outlet, I think that in staying as authentic as you can, it's definitely something that still works. So I highly encourage it. That's what we did too. We built ours in house, but, um, just, I mean, a lot of people, they won't start. They'll be like, fuck, I need a branding agency, a logo, all these things. I don't have that. Okay. It'll just like be something I like talk about drunk at parties, this idea I have one day. Right. No, I'd say just make your own first label, go to Kinko's go wherever you got to go print it out and put it on a jar and then it'll evolve with you know meeting the right people and you know what I mean like just do it all the way that you just kind of think it should look um and then and then just let it evolve because watered down opinions from 50 people is never going to bring something special to the market. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're so pretty. Literally when they came in, when Leo was moving them over towards <sighs> you to take photos, I was like, wait one second, can I like take some photos in front of the tiles? These Aww. are so cute. They pop with the yellow. Um, so yeah. And then, yeah, we'll have uh, images obviously on our website and everything too. So everyone, you'll have to go check them out. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and share your story today transparently too. And I can't wait for people to be so inspired by it and also go out there and get your sauce. Yes. Um, so on that, if you can let everyone know where to find you, um, website, like where to, where to purchase the product. Absolutely. You guys can find out where you can get pizza girl organic pasta sauce at pizzagirl.com. Also follow me and Pizza Girl Official on Instagram, and my personal one is at Caroline Demore, um, and it's they're totally different. You see like my side of things um, on my Instagram, and then you'll just really get to know the brand at Pizza Girl Official. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. It helps us out so much. Remember to head to girlgangthelabel.com to redeem your 20% off discount with code GIRLGANG. Take a moment to remind the females in your life that they inspire you and support your local girl gang.